politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is mr fabian ah. a brand new week and a brand new day joining us is fabian from his home and this is me from my apartment because we are bringing you politics for dummies now i remember the song which is getting really popular on the internet there lived a certain man in russia long ago he was big and strong his eyes a flaming glow most people looked at him with terror and with fear but moscow chicks he was such a lovely dear we're talking about none other than putin not rasputin vladimir putin joining us fabian once again fabian how are you doing today thank you as well as one can in under the circumstances all right okay that's 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 a very that's a very direct answer fabian is like i'm going to take care of my health i'm going to focus on that right now let the world be where it is so fabian let's talk about russia because uh, why not we're getting we're getting approvals for the sputnik 5 vaccine also so is russia a good topic to talk on absolutely it's an important topic all right so uh, why don't we start with this what exactly is russia and how did russia come into being because it was the ussr before and now it's russia so could you tell us a little history of that well even after the ussr got dissolved when the cold war collapsed and the socialist system uh, what shall i say fell Russia remains the largest country in the whole world and Russia still is equal to the United States in what is called mad mutually assured destruction which shows how mad human beings can be third Russia's uh, gdp is uh, well about 2 trillion or so not much compared to say americas or even china's 14 15 trillion but russia as a, a veto wielding member of the security council and as a what shall i say former superpower is still a great power to be treated with respect i emphasize with respect in geopolitics all right 
All right, that is Russia for us. A lot of scary things happen in Russia. A lot of US movies rather show Russia as the bad person. So, uh, is Russia really a bad person in real world as well, Fabian? Well, just as human beings, nations also can do and do do many bad things. But just as with a human being who does bad things, if we just condemn that person without talking to that person, if we just uh, threaten that person without engaging in a dialogue, we are not doing the right thing. All right. Okay. Uh, Fabian, Professor Fabian, here's a question. And this question is basically everybody's question. And I'm just going to vocal it out right now. As a child, I knew that Russia had a, a person in charge and his name was Vladimir Putin. I'm 30 years of age and today too, I heard Vladimir Putin is still the in charge of Russia. Since how long has that man been in charge of Russia and why is there no opposition there? Why nobody can stand against him? What is his story? Good questions. Uh, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. I said Vladimirovich is a patronym which is, you know, son of Vladimir. You know, Wilson means, you know, uh, son of William, for example. Okay, so his dad's name also was Vladimir. All right. Born in 1952. He became acting president in 1999 when Boris Yeltsin appointed him. And since then, he has been in power either as president or as prime minister and he intends to be in power as long as possible. He has a black belt in karate, judo. He rides a horse shirtless even if the weather is very cold. He plays ice hockey, you know, so he has projected not uh, untruthfully the image of a macho man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that macho-ness is very much there. Now, he did uh, law and then he joined the KGB, the Secret Service. He was posted in Dresden, East Europe, when the Soviet Union was uh, falling apart and he was uh, enraged that the Soviet military was doing nothing about it. And he went back to the Soviet Union in 1996, I believe. Then he joined uh, the presidential staff in Moscow. And then he became director of FSB, Federal Security Service, that is the successor to the KGB, the dreaded but efficient KGB. And that is when Elsin made him, you know, first PM and later handed over to him when Elsin wanted to retire. So that is the story. And then you asked uh, why there is no opposition. Well, simple answer, which we can expand on, is that he does not tolerate any opposition. As simple mm. as that. Very nice. Very nice. 
Now, this is truly politics for dummies. For the ones who are wondering how long Putin has been in power, well, it started in 1999. And how long will it go? As long as he lives. As long as he lives. The next person who lives longer than the Queen of England is Vladimir Putin. Now, uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, uh, uh, Fabian, here's a quick question. What has Russia have to offer for... Um, the whole political scenario that the world is in right now. I mean, if there is one man who's been in charge for one country, the largest country at this point of time, how does how does it affect the politics elsewhere in the world? Well, Putin uh, by nature plays, you know, a tough game. When uh, Ukraine signaled that the Russian Navy won't have uninterrupted access to the base in the Crimea. The base which was established in 1784. The base that is required because the Russian Navy needs warm waters surrounded as Russia is with icy waters during the winter. So, what did he do? He sent in his army to a part of Ukraine where there is predominance of Russian speakers. Then, he encouraged the Crimeans to rise up in revolt. They declared independence and later he annexed Crimea. And then, European Union, supported by the United States, imposed sanctions on him. That was in 2014-2015. Now, if uh, the purpose of imposing sanctions was to make Putin Putin withdraw from Crimea, sorry, mm-hmm. nothing has happened. Has his behavior changed? No. So there is something wrong with Western policy. Putin is a street fighter of the hardest variety. Ah, very interesting. Very interesting. Now, um, this is this is like this is like something that everybody wants to understand because we heard the term Russia too many times when there was presidential elections going on in the United States of America. Okay. We heard that Russia had a major role to play, there was interference, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's start with understanding the Russian US of A dynamic. What exactly is that? Is the Cold War that was going on from the early communist eras is still going on between US and Russia at this point of time? Okay. US-Russia relationship is one of the most important bilateral relations in the world. Because, as I said earlier, there is a mad relationship between the two. If you look at it, uh, Russia did interfere in uh, U.S. presidential election, both in 2016 and in 2020. No doubt about it. But (laughs) having said that, let us bear in mind that United States also does interfere in other people's elections. True. So if you are living in a glass house, do not throw any stones. I also do not believe that the Russian interference 
especially through the social media, had a determining influence on the result, you know, that is a different matter. Now, let us look at how Biden is treating Putin. Biden has undiplomatically, I repeat, undiplomatically called yeah. Putin a killer in public. Now, this is no way of uh, conducting diplomacy. If you want to engage with somebody, you do not start by calling him a killer. And don't forget, Putin doesn't get intimidated. He gets mm. just amused. He <laughs> might even get flattered. You see? So this is not the way. Biden has also said that he wants to have a conversation with Putin. Yeah. And Putin has responded, not negatively, but saying that, yes, we can have it without showing any anxiety. So at this stage, the relations between Washington and Moscow are not, you know, what they should be, especially at the beginning of a new presidential era in the United States, because ever since the Cold War, and also after the Cold War ended, all incoming American presidents have tried to reset, reset their relations with Russia. Some have failed, most of them have failed, but all have tried. And Putin also should try it in good earnest. I am still waiting for that. All right. All right. That's, that's right there. Now, coming back to doubling back to the whole concept of the pandemic. What are the relationships between China and Russia like? Because, again, not that far, same continent. So what do you have to say about that? Okay. Now, we spoke about the Crimea, the annexation of Crimea by Putin. Yeah. That was in 2014, 2015. The West ostracized him. Okay. And what did Putin do? He rushed into the willing arms of China, you see, and uh, Russia is a junior partner in that relationship. And that relationship is going very, very strong. And uh, don't forget that uh, neighboring countries, big countries, with a lot of uh, scientific technology at their disposal, so... China-Russia alliance makes a big, big power in geopolitics. All right. All right. Now, uh, when we were talking about the whole um, Nixon Gate, Indira Gandhi at Venice, the whole Bangladesh podcast, if you haven't checked that out, I would, I would suggest that you go ahead and check out. We mentioned how strategically Indira Gandhi made relationship with Russia. Am I remembering this right? Absolutely, correct. So at this point of time, with the current president and the current prime minister in power, do we have that great relationship with Russia? Uh, I would say that uh, we have, quote, a great relationship, unquote, with Russia. But I want to add immediately that it could be better because, as you know, Lavrov, the foreign minister, I do not know how many years he has been foreign minister. I should check on that. Yeah. And 
when he came to Russia, uh, to Delhi recently, A, he did not meet with the Prime Minister. They must have, I repeat, they must have, as we diplomats do, asked for an appointment. And the Russian embassy would not have agreed to the dates if it had any reason to believe that the appointment will not be given. Now, I think we should have done better. Second, there was a certain public row between our foreign minister and Lavrov about uh, Indo-Pacific, Asia-Pacific, and put Asian NATO. Well, I agree that plain speaking is good among diplomats, including foreign ministers, but uh, my view, I could be in a minority, my view is that you do that plain speaking in private. When you are addressing a joint press conference, you put the best face forward. That yes. is classical diplomacy. Last point. You know, you spoke about Sputnik. We badly need it. Ready labs, they asked for it. Well, it took a while for them to get the green signal from our government. Now, when Lavrov was here, that was the time to include it among the agenda and finalize the matter so that we get the Sputnik, Sputnik as early as possible. I do not know whether it was done. And if it was done, it has not been announced. All right. So that is the Indo-Russian relationship. I am assuming that everybody who's listening to us right now on this podcast, they, they got a little sense of what power Russia holds in this world politics. Because in the next episode, we've got so much to discuss about democracy and the types of democracy and different places that we can go ahead and check out which have different rules. And Russia would be included in that. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. But for today's class, I think we uh, wrap it up. The bell has rang and uh, the class has been dismissed. Uh, Fabian, thank you so much for helping us understand a little bit about Russia. Well, I see an extremely intelligent and alert student. May Mm. your tribe increase. Nice. That's really nice. Thank you. I wish my real teacher said that to me uh, when I was in school and college. But nonetheless, thank you so much, people, for tuning in. You can always give us feedback and you can always tell us what topic you would want to hear from Professor Fabian and from me, the dummy. All you have to do is DM us on HT Smartcast and uh, you can always DM me directly on my handle as well. That's Radio Aniket. Uh, But for now, thank you so much, Fabian. You have a great week and we'll see you soon. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.